the OPP, the greatest podcast in the galaxy. It is the OPP. We are this week. We're destroying the galaxy. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce to you a good friend of mine via the Vanilla Gorilla, my boy G. And this pod is called G's Story Time. We've got all kinds of crazy stories. All kinds. So sit back and relaxify yourself with G's Story Time. Are you are you recording? I'm recording. Oh, okay. Well, fucking, let's do this, bro. Yeah, You're actually bro. gonna be on the line with me when I'm doing my fucking uh, podcast prep. Yeah, exactly. Gonna consist of uh, let's see, some super green Borneo that's just packaged on twelve three eighteen. Wow. Let's get a fucking fat ass one of that. <laughs> Hold on a second. I think I got some super white Malay. <laughs> We're going to do a fucking complete smorgasbord right here on air. There we go. <laughs> I said a M-A-S, a T-E-R, a G what? with a double E. With the double E? Ooh, you I might, well, co- might want to do your uh, intro, or do you, do you do that, like, beforehand? Or Yeah, no, I do that after. Okay, I do, okay, cool. Yeah, because you got to listen to the whole thing and see what, what we actually talked about, and then I can talk. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what's up, bro. Yeah, man. So, so we, I'm glad. You, you go. You I'm, go. I'm glad we're able to make <laughs> this happen because we've been oh, trying to make this thing for like one month. And I'm not one sure. One month. Bro, we've been talking about this shit for fucking two years. True. True. The podcast <laughs> that'll never happen. And it's happening. That's right. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know when we're going to do this again. So, maybe this thing will be like seven hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> until the fucking until the wife and kids come home, start yelling at you. Exactly. You know what I mean? I actually let's see. I gotta go. Uh, I don't even know when. In about an hour and a half. So I'll tell you though, we'll cap it at an hour and a half. Okay. Let's see. Cool. You know, we'll do it. We'll do it whenever again. We'll see if the we'll see if the listening uh, audience has any interest in hearing me again. They may just tell you, listen, don't ever have that fucking kid on ever again. <laughs> he fucking sucks. <laughs> He's a moron. Well, we haven't heard that too you know, much. We had, the usual. We had the vanilla gorilla on. We had Johnny on. They loved it. So, oh Johnny, holy shit! Yeah, brother. Yeah. I love Johnny. Yep, yep, yep. So let, let's All get right. right into it. Let's get right into it. Right, let's do so it. We let's know it, each bro. other through the vanilla gorilla. That's that's right. That's right. So what I want to know and want the un- the, un- the unfortunate ape. <laughs> <laughs> That was freestyle. That's the first time I ever said that one. <laughs> so I, what I want to know, which I, yeah. I, all the listeners would like to know, too, is... Mm. All uh, 13 the first, of them. The, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all all 3.5 of my listeners. That's right. Give us the first... Hold on. T- you, are you, you talk. Hold on. I'm going to fucking... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choke this fucking shit down. You know, the same way Wolf's mom does in Patterson <laughs> Cockpile. Hold on. We'll let that comment just hang right there. This podcast is brought to you by the Kratom Associates. Kratom, good for your body, good for your mind. 
until 20 ah, good for your soul until 20 years until, from now when they until figure they start out doing long-term testing <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and realize it's and the realize number one that, cause of liver cancer yeah for all americans realize that half of southeast asia is growing a third fucking head <laughs> oh half of the males Oh, all right man. yeah so mm-hmm. let's let's hear the, the first wow, time that was great the first time right. the first time you met the vanilla gorilla give us the breakdown holy shit all right so let's just get down to business um 1996 i was on a family vacation with my mom my dad my crazy fucking sister and we were down at Turks and Caicos. Um, is this Christmas '96? Okay. So I'm I'm down there. We're hanging out. Um, you know, my sister, like I aforementioned, is out of her fucking mind. She ended up. She was making long distance phone calls. So you remember Cleo, <laughs> the, uh, the lady that was like telling fucking forecasts and shit. Call me so, now. Tiff got on the line with like you know some sort of like uh, uh, Cleo type situation. I think it was actually Cleo. Okay. And she ran up a. Fifth, on, she ran up a. Why? 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 Why is? Oh, dude, there's no grew, why. I mean, why, why who does knows? somebody who grows up white and middle class feel the need yeah. need to call? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My family, listen, my family, my family, there's nothing that we do that's white and middle class <laughs> or, or or ever have done. Um, anyways, yeah, I, I do. I don't know why. She used to call these fucking things all the time. She used to call up like, she used to call up like palm readers and tarot card flippers and everything fucking else. So she's calling Cleo from vacation asking stupid shit like, hey, hey, listen, uh, am I going to ever fall in love? You know, stupid fucking shit like that. Dude. Holy shit. You know, uh, what are we going to do here? Like, you know, you got to get her off the phone. She has to do something. Like, Gary, take her out of the fucking hotel room, right? Right. So I took her and we went over to our place was right next door to Club Med. Now, for those of you that don't know Club Med, Club Med was like an 80s fuck fest for everybody in their early 20s. <laughs> get out of here. I was like, oh, dude, it was fucking nuts. I was, um, I was like, at the time, I was like 20 or wow. 21. Yeah. But I mean, those, and, and you know, like those places though were just like filled with fucking like young, like young singles. And it was just, it was just, a, it was a shit show. But well, what was there with his parents with, you know, that obviously Wood didn't have to worry about picking up any girls back then. So, I mean, you know, he, 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 he definitely wasn't there for that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so anyways, he was there with his mom and his sister and they were doing the family thing. And, uh, let me get my fucking pen. So me and uh, me and my sister walk on the beach. It was just basically the beach was like separating us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we walk on the we walk on the beach and go around to Club Med, and we we roll up on this place and like you know music's fucking bumping and shit. Man, it's pretty fucking cool. Like, we're like, all right, you know, let's let's walk up in here. Me and my sister walk up in there, and there's a, there's a club, so we start dancing on the dance floor, and uh, you know, so there's this fat kid and his sister. And um, they start dancing next to us, and we're dancing. And then all of a sudden, I just I just left because that's what I usually do everywhere. I just Irish goodbye everything. Yeah. So I just fucking I just took off, walked out. Um, 
he actually walked out after me and I started, I was playing pool or billiards or whatever the fuck we were playing down there. And, um, he comes up to me and he goes, he goes, Hey, do you rap? Or he goes, are you a rapper? He said some shit like that. Do you rap or are you a rapper? Right. Which was like ridiculous for that to be the first thing to say somebody in the first place. But I mean, you know, I didn't know he was a musician Especially and all that. Especially in 96. Who did you have? Yeah. The Beastie Boys, MC Surge. Oh, dude. It was Vanilla Ice. <laughs> yeah. You know? And um, yeah, I mean, it was, oh, dude, it was so much different. Landscape was so much different back then. So he's like, yeah, you rap? And I was like, yeah. Because I mean, you know, I, I thought I did back then. I mean, I sucked. But I mean, you know, I was definitely rapping. So I was like, yeah, man, definitely. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... I know I don't know what order this happened in. I'm sure fucking Wood will will correct me like a motherfucker. But like over my right shoulder, I think I see my sister like dart out of the club, or yeah, yeah, because she was I think inside the club at the time. I think we were outside the club, and she just darts past us and jumps in the fucking pool with like some guy, and they had all their clothes on. And um, you know, she was just this is just part of the shit for with her. I'm sure we'll get into her a little bit more but anyways that's like part of like her deal she's just nuts so she jumped in the pool with all her clothes on that was like a little bit of an icebreaker i mean we all laughed <laughs> and then you know me and wood basically ever since he asked me if i was a rapper and then he was telling me he's a drummer uh he had his drumsticks with him he was playing drumsticks like on everything you know like on the yeah. walls the fucking toilets like people's heads <laughs> you know <laughs> and i would be like rapping to it you know we ended up hanging out every day for like five days straight now, pretty much like, you know, every day I, I'd wake up, I'd walk over to his hotel room. He'd come over to my place. Um, we were hanging out every single day and uh, we got along famously since the beginning. I mean, we were nuts. We we're playing basketball against people, me and him bodying people up. I mean, yep. if anybody knows what, who Wubba is and what he looks like. And then back then when he was fucking 20 years old, forget it. He was just an absolute tornado of anger. <laughs> that wanted to fucking kill everything moving and living and and it didn't matter so like in me all i was was a ball buster instigator yep. so i'm like we were the perfect fit you know I, I he was the bender and i was the mender you know what i mean this dude would break shit and i would try to fix it but i would instigate him to break shit in the first place so it was kind of like a vicious cycle you know what i mean yeah so yep. that's it i mean we we left the place we got along great we exchanged numbers back then there was no cell phone you know what i mean yep. so so we exchanged numbers, do like, hey, you know, let's fucking get up. You know, I told him, I was like, bro, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to fucking, like, I was going to school in fucking uh, Florida at the time. I got were you really? Oh, dude, I got kicked out of school. Like, where were you going to school? I was fucking, uh, I was going to school at Rollins College. Ah, uh, okay. I didn't know mm -hmm. that. Wow. In, in Winter Park, Florida. Yep. And right, right before I met Wub, I pretty much got, fucking expelled from the whole school i mean we can go back into those stories too so so i just fucking left right well i was like hey dude if you fucking get me a plane ticket man i'll come out there i don't i got nothing else going on i don't give a shit about nothing right now okay he so was where, like, All right. where is he at this this point so that's so he was living in detroit right so we meet he comes to uh i think he was back in jersey for something I'm not sure if he was living there already. I don't fucking remember. I think he was, though. I think he was already living there. He'll, he'll correct all this shit. Yeah. But um, he, yeah, I think he's, yeah, he said he was already living in Detroit. The reason why he was back home, because it was like Christmas break or whatever. And it was like, you know, right after we got off vacation, I remember we met at uh, Brian Gardner 
Brian Garvin. Wow. Yep. And out, yeah. out in Fairfield, right? And we sat there and, you know, Wub was uh, telling this kid, oh, you know, telling Brian, like, hey, Brian, we're going to have this rapper show up, join our band. And meanwhile, in my head, I'm like, rapper? Like, bro, I, I rapped all through, like, middle school and high school and shit. But, I, you know, in my head, I sucked. I was a fucking imposter. I was like, you know, yep. I, I, I was nowhere near anything. And, and meanwhile, here I am talking this kid into the fact, hey, I'm going to be in your band. Meanwhile, I was scared of shit. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to do. Like, I've never done a fucking real show. I, like, showed up to, like, rap contests and got booed off stage. You know, like, <laughs> it's, like, not much I fucking knew how to do. So, um, yeah, so, so we, you know, we sat there in Brian Gardner's house. And, you know, I started rapping a little bit. And, and, and they liked it. And Wub's like, bro, you got to come out. Like, that's it. You got to come out. Why don't, why don't you come out in February? We got a show. And I was like, okay. And I just hopped on a plane. Uh, I'm not sure if he got me the ticket or if I fucking, who knows how I got the ticket. And I, uh, you know, I, I went out there for one full week, rehearsed with the band like three or four times, and then did this show on Saturday. You know, like, I mean, I think I went out there like on a Monday, and the show was on Saturday night at the Blind Pig in, um, in Ann Arbor. Wow. And we rocked it, man. It was fun. You know, we had a great time. Crowd response was great. Um, you know, it was just, it was like, it was unbelievable how, for that being the first show, it was such a good response. And especially for me, the first show I've ever done, I'm nervous as hell. I'm sure I looked like an absolute goofball moron, but you know, back then it didn't matter. So after that, I remember I came home and I said to my mom and dad, I was like, that's it. Like I'm going out there. Like, this is it. I'm going to join this band. We're going to become rich and famous. I'm going to buy your house, the whole deal. Wow. And, uh, they were just like, okay, all right, dude, like whatever the fuck you want to do. I mean, at that point, my fucking parents were like out of their minds with me. I mean, they didn't know what to do with me. So, um, but, yeah, but so not like, cause me, son of immigrants, I say to my mom, Hey, listen, I'm going out to Michigan to become a rapper. She's like, listen, she's like, listen to me. Don't think you're going to wake up tomorrow morning when you go to sleep. At night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit different of a situation. You see, I'm coming from a family in which, you know, my sister was absolutely crazy. She was dating vanilla ice. Oh my from God. Ni 91 to 92 and a half or three. I mean, you know, ended up like, you know, she would just take off after high school. Wow. She would just take off and go on tour with them. And like, you know, fucking FBI looking for, her. I mean, it was, it was nuts. So, I mean, I, and me too, like I never went to fucking school. I never went to class. I never, I never did a fucking thing in high school. There's no way that, I mean, I should have ever even graduated high school. I just got through because I was good at sports. And, you know, I mean, who knows why, really? I mean, I would hand in horrible, horrible papers. I mean, the worst things you ever saw in your life. And I, like, pretty much passed with, like, a D-plus average or something, and I just got the hell out of there. I tested really well. Right. So that helped me. I got, like, a 12-something on my SATs back then, and I didn't even study. You know what I mean? Wow. I just was, like, I was just a good, good at tests and good at, like, pressure situations, but horrible at everyday fucking work ethic and going to fucking school and getting anything done. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I mean, dude, that was, that was, that was the time of my life was when I finally got out there to fucking Michigan with Wub. It was, it was, it was fucking crazy. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Man. All right. So we got to go back for a couple of things. Vanilla, <laughs> van vanilla. How does you, how does your sister link up with vanilla ice? 
Oh my god, bro! Uh, and, we're, and we're so old now that like half the people that are listening to this have no fucking clue who Vanilla Ice is. Oh, uh, dude, I know, I know. Well, Vanilla Ice, uh, for those of you who don't know, he's the dude that's saying Ice Ice Baby. Uh, he was awful. I mean, <laughs> one of the worst rappers of all time. And it was horrible that he was like one of the first white guys to break through, besides the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Uh, because to to me, in my eyes, I loved the Beastie Boys. I was in sixth grade when they came out. And they were, you know, to me, they were actually good and respectable and, like, got respect from guys that were my, you know, heroes, like Run DMC and LL Cool J and all that. It was like, it was a, you know, they were on top of the music scene back then. So to go from that to go to a guy like Vanilla Ice, who was, like, the biggest poser of all time, you got to understand, like, I I would go to high school and these dudes, and these dudes would, um, like, start. Like I'd be in I'd be in a basketball game, and the dudes in the crowd would be like ding 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 ding. They would like start singing the song, and like I was a hothead, so I'd want to get into a fight with them. Like you don't know how many fist fights I got into over Vanilla Ice, and I didn't even you know I didn't even know him at the time, just because my sister was banging him, and all of a sudden it was like and everybody hated him. You know what I mean? Oh, like, and everybody was, everybody knew she oh, was dude. dating him. Oh, I yeah, got dude. Oh. Yeah, so they would just be like, doo, 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 doo. and I'd be like, shut oh, the fuck no. up, bro. You know? Well, how did they awful. link up? It it just it makes bro. No... We my rival, my rival high school band played Ice Ice Baby. Oh my god! Like when we when we played basketball against them, I was like the senior captain of my team and shit. You know the whole. I thought I was a big badass, and and they would bust my balls by playing Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> <laughs> she linked up with them because, dude, she would link up with everybody, man. She like she would go to concerts. She was a very beautiful girl back in the day. Had um, to be, really, yeah. Yeah, she was really really beautiful, um, an amazing athlete. Um, you know, she she was she was a good looking chick, you know. And so she would show up at these places and she would go backstage. And, you know, now in retrospect, I realized how she did it because, you know, I've been on that end of things uh, with performing. So I know how easy it is for a hot girl to get backstage. And so she would show up. She showed up at Vanilla Ice's concert. I think it was Vanilla Ice opening up for MC Hammer back then. Oh, my and, uh, God. Yeah, yeah. And she oh got backstage. So this is back when up. Hammer was Hammer. This is like. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, whoa. dude. Hammer. Hammer, I, I am. Hammer, oh they God. put me in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the three, with the three fifty-seven bitches and everybody. So, um, yeah, bro, she got backstage, hooked up with Ice, and now he was like bringing her out when he was on the road. He'd like fly her out places. She's seventeen, by the way. Oh my God. He would like, he would like bring her out places. You know, if he was anywhere around the New York metropolitan area, a limo would come pick her up. Fucking limousines going to the high school to fucking pick her up. Oh you know what God. I mean? Like, yeah, bro. Yeah, and and so, anyways, anyways, I'm getting my balls busted heavy at fucking school, like fucking big, big, big time. So I'm like, I hated the fucking. Meanwhile, you know I mean? I'm thinking in the back of my head, this is like hardcore statutory rape going on here. <laughs> I know he was like, I think he was like, I don't know, man. You got to look up how old he really is. Yeah, he was he was probably twenty twenty one, but she but she lied to him as well. She told him she was eighteen. You know what I mean? And meanwhile, she turned eighteen soon on. So I don't. He was only statutory raping her for a short amount of time, (laughs) and then it became legal shortly thereafter. And so, um, so then, so so this motherfucker would call the house. He'd call up. He'd be like, yeah. He'd be like, yo, this is like, put your sister on the phone, and I'd be like. 
listen, Robert, because I knew I looked up his real name. You know what I mean? I knew his real name. It was in a magazine. We didn't have the internet back then. Yeah. So they're like, you know, it'd be a Robert Van Winkle. I was like, look, Robert, we're going to hang up and you're going to call back and you're going to ask for it nicely. You know what I mean? I was trying to be the biggest ball buster ever because this dude was driving me nuts. He was making my life hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> like people hated me. I already had four fist fights over vanilla fucking ice. And you know what I mean? I hate, I hated him too. And meanwhile, I'm fighting people that hated him too. You know? So I was like, look, bro, we're going to hang up. You're going to ask. I can't believe, be I can't believe you have a vanilla ice ruined my life story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I'd hang up, you know, and meanwhile, she'd be in the kitchen like, no, what are you doing? Yeah. And I, I'd fucking hang up. Cause back then he would have to like put a dime back in the yeah. machine and call her back or whatever. You know what I mean? Use the rotary phone. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah. So like he'd call her back and then she would answer and then he'd be talking shit about me. And I'd grab the phone out of her hand. I'd be like, yo, I was like, yo, look, Rob. I was like, next time I fucking see you, bro, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. You're a little scrawny fuck. Like, you know what I mean? I was like talking shit to him. Meanwhile, I'm a little scrawny fuck at the time. And um, so he would talk shit to me too. So, so finally, and meanwhile, he, was, he wasn't even from Miami. And he'll tell you that now. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, he, he came out and said it was all a lie. It was the record company trying to boost up his ego and his image. But he's from fucking Dallas, Texas. Yeah. You know what I mean? So my sister got a full ride. Going back to my sister being a great athlete and a beautiful girl. She got a full ride to Southern Methodist University Whoa. in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, D1 uh, yep. soccer scholarship, like amazing, dude. My sister actually still holds the record for West Haven High School girls' goals in a career. She played 55 games. She had 55 goals. She averaged a goal a game. Oh, my God. She was unstoppable. And this is in class double L in Connecticut. For anybody who knows or wants to look that up, it's the best class of high school sports. It's where all the big-time athletes come out of. Anybody who goes pro comes from double L, most likely. Wow. So she was, like, running the fucking show in double L and still holds that record to this day. So, you know, she got a full ride uh, to Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas, in which she fucked all – you know, she fucked up and fucking got kicked out of the school, like, you know, yeah. about six weeks later, too. I, <laughs> I actually went down there. I got a half a scholarship for the baseball team and got fucking expelled from the school as well. But anyways <laughs> – when I went down there and got recruited, um, you know, I uh, I went down there and I knew I was like, I got to fuck it. I got to fuck this dude up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, all right. So immediately I made friends with his with his uh, bodyguards, Biggie and Chill, mm -hmm. uh, big, big Ernest and Chill. One, I mean, one of them was bigger than the other. Uh, They're both former NFL linemen. Uh, one of them was like 330 pounds. The other one was like 350. Um, they were fucking huge and they were like, they're funny ass dudes. And like, you know, immediately my sister was chilling with them a lot because they would like basically take my sister around and protect her. You know what I mean? And right. then she would show up at a party with ice and then he'd be like, give her a ride home. And so they was like, you know, they would drop my sister off and I'd be like, Hey, what up? You know? And I was cool with them. And you know, I rapped and they were fucking, you know, like we were just cool. Like we, we were, we were hanging out. They thought I was a funny dude. So, and I, I still hadn't seen ice as we like to call them. So I kept on being like, I, I didn't really say shit at first. Cause I was like, these dudes might just fucking kill me. Like, you know, flick me off their fucking porch or something. But I was like, you know, after about a week I got comfortable. I'm like, Hey man, I was like, you guys, you guys like that dude or what? And they're like, hell no. Man. <laughs> they're like, we just get paid to protect his ass. We don't like him. Nobody fucking likes him. You know what I mean? Like, like, what are you talking about, bro? And I was like, yo, good, because I want to whoop his ass, and I don't know how to do it. I was like, you guys need to help me. 
they were laughing and shit. So they were like, all right, all right, we'll set this shit up. You know what I mean? I was like, you got it. We had this plan. We got drunk one night. We made this plan. We were like, I'm going to get, I'm going to come out from behind a tree. I'm going to have a Polaroid camera around my neck. And I'm going to pretend like, you know, they were going to call him to play basketball. He always played basketball at like the same time every week and shit. Yep. At this court they went to, like, in a rich neighborhood, like, on Star Island or some shit like that. So, fucking, I, I, uh, I'm actually, no, I'm not on Star Island. That was in Miami. We're talking about in Dallas. I forget where it was. Like, ah, oh, man. I can't, I, you know what? I'd probably say the wrong area if I say it. I don't want to keep on misquoting myself. Anyways, it was in a rich area of Dallas. Because that's where his family is from, like, a rich right. area. So, um, we're down there, dude. And, and, and they were like, all right, show up. We got to protect them. You hide behind the tree. You come out. Act like you're going to take a picture of him. I was like, and then I'm going to get close enough to him. And he didn't even, he don't even know what I look like. Right. We only talk shit to each other on the phone. <laughs> so I was going to get close enough to him and fake like I was taking a picture of him and then just swing on him and try to hit him like, you know, once or twice. And then they were going to like, you know, grab me. And I was going to fake like I wriggled away and got away and ran. And they were going to try to chase me, but, you know, they can't run fast. And they right. were going to kind of let me get away, but they're going to let me get a shot off. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, so I'm hiding behind the tree, dude, and I'm nervous as all hell. And I got a Polaroid in my fucking hand. And I'm saying to myself, like, dude, I'm about to, I'm about to be the dude. This is 1993. I was like, I'm about to be the dude that fucking beats up Vanilla Ice. Like, I'm about to be famous off this shit. Like, <laughs> yo, I'm about to get into the National Enquirer behind this shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is about to, like, this might be my jump off. Right? I'm thinking all this shit. Finally, after like 20 minutes, uh, Big E comes behind the tree. He's like, come on, bro. We're going. I'm like, why? He's like, he ain't coming, man. I don't know. He made up some other excuse, bro. He's going somewhere else. I'm like, fuck, you know? <laughs> and that was the last time. That was one of the last times I ever, ever saw the dude. Wow. I remember. I remember. No, no, no. I saw him one more time. I'm pretty sure I saw him one more time. But at that point, like it was so far gone. And it was like it was just stupid at that point. I, and I actually didn't even care at that point. It was like maybe – a half a year later or something like that. And um, it might've been, at, it might've been in Miami. I'm not sure. It might've been in Miami at Luke's uh, party, two live crew. Oh they my had a God. Party. They had a party in star Island. I remember my sister just disappeared and left me on a park bench out there. There's half naked chicks in the pool, cocaine everywhere. I hadn't seen cocaine before. I'd be maybe once in high school. And uh, you know, I was just like a scared rabbit sitting on this fucking picnic like park bench besides the fucking pool in this mansion. And Tiffany took off forever because that's what she does. She just lead me places. And, uh, you know, finally found her like maybe two hours later and we got the fuck out of there. You know what I mean? Like I really never even oh, seen him. Goodness. But yeah, it was just crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> I mean, other than like, you know, that's basically the vanilla ice story. There's other little mini stories here and there, but that's, this is basically the gist of it. That's, that's I mean, my sister, though, bro, my sister fucking, my sister started a mini riot with Derek Jeter on the beach in West Haven <laughs> because she met his ass at a fucking club in New York, right? And uh, and and meanwhile, he thought she was hot. So they, this was his rookie year. I think it was '96 or something like that. Yeah. And um, dude, he uh, he Tiffany invites him back to our house. He comes over the house. This is like on a Saturday. Tiffany, not knowing anything because she doesn't know shit about shit, like brings him down to the West Haven to Chick's Beach, pretty much, which is like where everybody hangs out. And he even said, he's like, this might not be a good idea. You know, all this shit. She's like, no, no, it's fine. There's nobody down there. Meanwhile, the fucking whole world's down there. <laughs> <laughs> 
And she wanted to flex them. She wanted to fucking show them off. So pretty much, long story short, the cops had to get called in because there was like a mini, she, she was about to get charged with inciting a mini riot because the crowds built up so fucking big. Like after a while, they wanted to see his ass. He had to get escorted back to my house and then back out of there. And the last time he ever saw my sister, my sister went in to visit him and hung out at his apartment. And um, Tiffany got so wasted that she pissed his bed. Oh my and God. he, she woke up to, I think this is, I think what the story was, is that she woke up like 6am to his, like one of his helpers, you know, waking her up being like, Hey honey, you got to get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Oh and God. he was like already gone. And I think she got the, a notorious gift basket. Oh, she did get one. Out. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Signed baseball and the whole deal. Oh my God. All right, we got to keep this moving. Let's keep. Okay. This is we're gonna call this pod story time with G. So yeah, I gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a few ones actually. Before we we start on the ones that I have, do you have any shared stories with the gorilla besides? Oh yeah. Besides the Gavon chair, do you have another story? Oh besides? no, no, no. That's the Falcone chair, but yeah, but definitely. I mean, Wilbur wanted me to not forget the one. Uh, about the time that I tried to bang his mother. Like, for real. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I really, really, really tried. All right. So so we come back from a fucking, I don't know what we're doing, rehearsal or some shit. I think it's like the middle of the day. And I'm wasted. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I guess I can say what I was doing. I was on a bunch of ecstasy at the time. Yep. And um, a bunch of pressies, right? So I'm, I'm all pressed up. I mean, and when I say a bunch, I mean, what will tell you? I mean, I, I took ungodly amounts at, at once to try to see if I can get to, like, another planet and shit. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, like, you know, out of control, right? So we get to Wolf's crib. Before you and, go on, uh, just a curious – for a curious uh, dabbler in, in the arts of, <laughs> uh, of uh, ecstasy and MDMA, are there levels to it? Mm, there's definitely levels to this shit, bro. Really? Well, I mean, you know, there's levels to how much you can take at once. There's levels to what you're taking. I was taking the dirtiest, <laughs> awfulest, pressed up 90s garbage you've ever fucking <laughs> taken in your life, which could also prove to be fucking amazing. You know what I mean? Right. It, could be, it could actually feel great. You know what I mean? It's like it has so many different things in it. You know what I mean? Who knows what the fuck it was? But I tend to think that it was actually more... I don't know. In my head, dude, it was actually pure and clean right. because of the way it made, the way it affected me at that time. Now, if you want to go back and taste, test it, it probably wasn't pure Molly or shit. Right. But I mean, whatever it was, dude, it was, it was helping me out. I can tell you that. <laughs> so, I show up, man, and I'm, you know, I'm, you know, um, fuck, and and I I walk into his his place and he's laughing at me and shit, and I'm like, all right, I see his mother outside. I was like, I'm gonna go say hi to your mom, right? Now, mind you, I'm rolling, you know what I mean? So I, I walk outside, and I get, as I get closer and closer to his mom, she's in the garden. She's bent over. Oh, she's, she's, shit. She's, she's gardening. You know, I'm staring at her ass <laughs> as I walk up. <laughs> and meanwhile, like, I'm, I'm, I'm daydreaming and dozing off and shit. So I'm like, you know, I'm looking at her ass, and I got like a half a chubby. And, you know, it's like rubbing against my jeans a little bit. And I'm like. How, are you, myself, how like, are you dozing off though? That makes no sense. Like, well, like, not, 
not dozing off sleeping, but like, you know, oh, losing, I got you. I got losing you. my sense of like where I'm at and reality mm-hmm. and, and, and falling into a daydream. And like, you know, I'm like picturing me banging his mother, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like bent over gardening and shit. You know? So I finally get out to her and the funny shit was I walked up to her and I just walked up really close to her behind her. And I don't think I touched her butt with my dick, but I think I was like right there. And I was just like smiling and staring at her. And she was like, yeah, what, what are you, Fakakta? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, I, I, I think I am. I was just coming out to say hi. And she goes, I don't know what, oh man, I got to remember what she said. We could probably gotta have her on and see what she said. Mm-hmm. But she was like, uh, she was like, you know what? She's like, all right, honey, I understand. Not, not get the fuck out of here. Like <laughs> some shit, some shit like that. You know, like she knew I was all banged up. You know what I mean? And I'm over here like, you know, like standing over her, staring at her. You know. <laughs> and uh, she was like, all right, all right, honey, all right, you can go back inside now. You know, she's like, I think Whoop's inside. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then he found out somehow. Did you tell him immediately? Oh, no, I walked inside. I was like, bro, I think I just tried to bang your mother. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, nah, you did. And I was like, yeah, bro, I really did. I'm just telling you now. So that, you know, you don't hear about it later because I really think I just tried to actually bang your mother. Oh yeah. And then since then, we've been rehashing it ever since. And, you know, I talked to his mother about it. You know, I can't, you know, at, to me, that's coming close. I at least tried. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I walked up to her with every intention. Yeah. All right. All right, have you, well, Jesus Christ, my girlfriend's here now. She's gonna hate this shit. Actually, no, you know this shit. Um, she, uh, all right, the story about like my first sexual relationship. Um, no. this wasn't in Michigan. No, this wasn't in Michigan. This was, um, I was like eleven. You know, I, mean? I was like eleven. Or, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like eleven or eleven and a half or something like that. Eleven, ten or eleven. Okay. And um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm a horn. I'm a I'm a horny dude. I'm like trying to. I figured out like, okay, you know, like I'm like at that age where you're putting your dick in everything. You know what I mean? Like, I'm banging socks. I'm warm. I'm warming up. Fucking like hand cloths. I'm banging them. You know, I didn't like American Pie bang a pie, but I'm trying to figure out different things that I could bang. You know, I'm like doing the thing where I'm like swimming in the couch, banging the fucking uh, cushions and shit. You know, so finally, I was saying, like, you know, I finally got myself a, you know, to me, I finally got myself a girl, right? So I'm fucking, it was like, it's late at night, dude. And it's like 1 a.m. And I'm like, you know, how, what can I, what can I fuck, you know? So I sneak downstairs, right? And my, my, you got to picture this, dude. Little 11-year-old kid, skinny as all hell. I'm in my tiny whiteies, like 80s fucking whiteies, you know what I mean? And I, it's like it's like 2 a.m. or something. Everybody's sleeping in the crib. I'm walking. I sneak downstairs. Dude. I walk downstairs. Um, I, everything's dark. I didn't turn the lights on and shit. I fucking I, I roll back the closet door. It's like one of them roll like cl- rolling closets, you know, like yep. slider doors. So I roll it forward, not to make too much noise. I sneak in the closet. And I roll it behind me. Right. So now I'm in the closet, single file, like fucking sideways. Right. Yeah. Now I'm feeling down the line. And then I feel it. 
It's my mother's fucking black mink, right? She's got a black mink fur coat, full length. You know, my mother had some serious fucking gear back then. But anyways, you know, now let me, now let me, let me back it up a little bit. See, back then in the eighties, I grew up on hairy pussy porn. You yeah. know, like oh, I grew up on porn where all the chicks had hairy pussies. I used to like Chrissy Canyon. I used to like Tracy Lords. I used to like all these bitches. They all had hairy pussies. Yeah, it's so ill too. Tracy Lords was what was she like fifteen when she was? Oh, doing dude, stuff? yeah, crazy. with Ron Jeremy, yeah, crazy, oh, totally. dark, totally. dark, so, dark stuff. Yeah, yeah, but Christy Canyon was my shit. Mm. Mm. So, I had this bright idea. I'm like, dude, what if, you know, what if I can figure out a way to fuck that jacket? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Now, back to fucking present day. I'm like, or not present day, you know, 11 years old. Like, back to the scene. I'm single file. Closet's closed behind me. I'm sneaking by a little bit. I reach down with my right hand. I mean, reach over to my right hand. I feel the shoulder. So I'm like, okay, there it is. So then I scoot up next to it. I put that right sleeve over my neck, right? <laughs> and so I have it. I have it around my neck like it's got its arm around me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm hard as a rock. I mean, you know, I, I'm 11 years old. I can put my, my dick was hard for like 10 hours straight. So I fucking made, I put my dick in the pocket, in the right pocket. <laughs> and I made a, and I made a pocket with my hand. You know what I mean? And so now I squeezed my dick with the, you know, I'm banging the pocket. You know what I mean? So now I'm going, bro. And I'm banging this fucking pocket, you know, like. So, in a dark closet. In a dark, the dark the closet downstairs, middle of the night, I banged my mother's fur coat, right? <laughs> so so I I didn't I didn't realize I was coming back then. You know what I mean? I didn't right. it just felt fucking weird. You know, all of a sudden I'd get dizzy and my knees would buckle and then I'd fucking and then I'd feel guilty and I'd feel weird about it and I'd fucking get out of the closet and run upstairs and go to bed. So this was going on for like, I don't know, a couple months, man. <laughs> I mean, this, so this, was, this was this was during the summertime, you know what I mean? So like you know, my mother never wore that coat. So, you know, this was like July, August, September, you know, October. And then all of a sudden, you know, I realized, holy shit. Like, I remember one day she had the coat on. I was like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? It just felt weird. I felt like, you know, like, you know what I mean? I, I, I was intimate with that thing. And now my mother's fucking wearing it. So, like, I remember one day. She came back home and apparently she went like for a PTA meeting or some shit. And, you know, she reached her hand in the coat before she went inside or something and pulled out just these clumps of hair stuck together, you know, like these hard, like, you know, like they were just, it was awful. It was like, you know, dried up fucking spunk, you know what I mean? In her pocket, you know, and like and the hair coming out and all that shit. She came home. She was like, yeah, I need to talk. I'm like, what? She's like, what are you doing with my coat? <laughs> and I felt like I got caught. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, what? You know, I felt so bad about it. I was like, nothing, nothing. I'm not doing anything, you know? And she was like, I remember she actually sold the coat. Like, she had, she got it, like, dry cleaned and then, like, sold it. I, I felt like she was trying to break us up, you know? <laughs> but uh, she got... She got rid of the coat, but that was my first, that was the first time I ever got laid in my life. It was the first sexual relationship I've ever had. I dated, I dated my mother's black uh, mink for like, you know, I don't know how many months. Once you go black. I'm you black. never go back. <laughs>
Wrigley Field Coke. Yeah. Does that sound familiar? A story with Wrigley Field? Oh, shit. You're talking about Cooley Wright Robot. I don't know what I'm I, – I I've never heard the All story, right. actually. So I'm just told no, to – No, it was actually Soldier Field. It was actually uh, – Okay. All right. So, you know, for a while, um, I was doing a bunch of fucking – I was doing a bunch of flips, uh, usually to drive. Um, you know, oh. usually it was when we were in the car going before we, from one – before we get into the story, tell me when was the first time you used it? Like, you remember where you oh, were? Oh God! First time I ever used it, I was in, I was in um, Florida. I never did it in high school. I never did it at all. Right. I tried it in Florida. I was in a room with uh, I don't want to say any names, but I was in a room with these older guys from X Club. That's the little non-Greek organization I was in. <laughs> I remember I knocked on the door and they were being all secretive, and I knocked and knocked and knocked, and finally, like, who the fuck is it? And I said it was my name. And they're like, you know what? Let him in. It's like these like seniors, you know what I mean? And they just let me in and I seen this big tray of fucking white powder. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, that's what that is. And they're like, go ahead, bro, try it. And I was like, okay. I mean, you couldn't have to you didn't have to twist my arm too much. Mm -hmm. So I just fucking did like a lot of it, I think. I don't know. I just remember we all went outside in the pouring rain and played soccer uh on a on the soccer field of the on the college soccer field in the mud. And we're diving all around and going crazy. It made me so energetic and like euphoric and nuts, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the first time I ever used it. And then I used it for a while at college. Not a while, but like, you know, well, yeah, whatever. And then uh, <laughs> and then I quit when I was in uh, Detroit for a long time. And then I got back into it when I was doing music because of the fact that, well, I was just a nutcase. I mean, that's, yeah. that's why. There's no really because. Uh, we were, I, was use, I was using it to stay up all night on music. Uh, to, to make music, I was using it to drive. Um, I was always on it. You know what I mean? I mean, from one thing to the next, I was trying. I was, I was experimenting. I mean, you know, a lot of the fucking drug use of my life was to try to self-medicate and to try to make myself happy. Um, you know, it's no secret that I've suffered from fucking depression um, and also anxiety. You know, there's mental health issues all up and down my family. So I never, I saw what medication did to my sister. And I saw what the side effects of being on all these crazy things like, like, like Depakote and fucking, uh, oh, you know. So you think that was a big part of her behavior was her, her. Yeah, a, exactly. Oh, so I, I never, you. ever, ever took any prescription drugs for my, for my illnesses. Like I, I would get diagnosed with shit and they would try to put me on shit like Paxil or whatever. And I would take it for like a week and I'd be like, I don't, I don't love, I don't like this shit. I hate it. Like get it the fuck out, away from me. Gotcha. So then, you know, in order to try to make myself feel something different other than like fucked up, I would get fucked up. You know, like I, I would try to like get high on shit. Mm -hmm. So this was during the fucking Coke run. And anyways, we're driving. I'm on tour at this point. I'm with uh, Slow Suicide Stimulus. Uh, and I'm with my cousin, uh gauge gully as well mm -hmm. uh shout out to gully anyways we are driving we had just done a show in hmm, i don't even know at this point i want to say maybe ohio i i, I don't know it, it was a place that we or maybe kentucky we had to drive a long way to get to chicago and instead of getting a hotel room because we only had enough money to either get a hotel room and go the next day or buy an eight ball and go right now Mm -hmm. So, and usually if I was in charge of the money, I would go get lost right after the show and then come back and be like, Hey guys, don't worry. I'll drive all night. You know? So 
Uh, we went to fucking Chicago, right? Now, we pull up. We pull up in Chicago. At this point, right as we pull up, and I've been doing, I've been doing, I've been doing flip all night just to get there. These dudes are sleeping and shit. Fucking, I How roll you, up. I, I'm, I'm trying to understand. I, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I always like to understand right. understand the mechanics of everything. You're driving. Yeah. How are you? How are you re-upping while you're driving? How's oh it? no, I would always have an assistant. Like you know, Charlie would be sitting in the front seat, or uh, you know, Mel Ski, uh, somebody who would have a CD case out, and they're just fucking mashing up rocks. Oh my and god! And they're li- they're lining them up, and they would just hand me the CD case and and the straw, <laughs> and I would lean down and bury one with my fucking knees on the wheel. And it was just chaotic, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden I'd be like, and, you know, the, the first thing I would always say is, I'm a millionaire. I mean, that was like, <laughs> that was like my catchphrase. Every time I did a bump, I would say I'm a millionaire. I don't know why. It just, just had started happening. So I'd be like, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. You know, I, I remember I saw a porno with some guy every time he came, he said he was a millionaire. So, <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm a millionaire. So, uh, you know, I ended up, I was a billionaire at that point, you know, with, with the fucking, with the drive that we that we took. And we get to fucking Chicago. There was like one fat ass line left. I snorted the line. I licked the fucking tray. I put it on a cigarette. I rolled the cigarette on the rest of it and lit up the cigarette. So I got, I, you know, I snorted a line. I licked the fucking shit off the tray. And then I'm smoking a coolie, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're fucking, we're, we're rolling up to Chicago. I'm fired up out of my mind. And I don't know what the fuck happened, but a lightning bolt just went through my fucking neck. Like I got the worst back spasm ever. And you know, when you like turn a little bit to your right or something, and it was like a lightning bolt yes. that went through my fucking neck. All of a sudden my neck, all of a sudden my ear is attached to my trap. And I like, you know, I can't fucking move, you know, now I wasn't bent down that way. But what I'm saying is every time I turned my head, I had to turn my neck and turn my shoulder. I couldn't fucking move. I was so stiff and everything fucking hurt. So, so I, I was, they were calling me coolie right robot because I couldn't see to my left. The only thing I could do was make right. And everybody was still asleep. So in my head, I think I figured if I have to go left, I can just make one, two, three, right, yeah. and then that'll like be the same thing as going left. So I was making every turn. If I had to take a left at the, at the road, I would just go up one more block, take a right, take a right, take another right, and then that was my left. I would pass the intersection I started at, and then I would continue to go. So as you can imagine, this shit got crazy. I was basically in a fucking triangle of death between Dr. Martin Luther King Boulevard, of which I found every MLK Boulevard, in every city we ever went to, because I, I, who knows why, I would just I was between MLK Boulevard, Medina Green Project, and Soldier Field, taking a right, right, and right, <laughs> continuously taking rights, rights, and rights. We showed up in Chicago at eight o'clock in the morning. I at this point I'm in such a fucking Bermuda Triangle of rights that it was around 11 a.m. People started waking up like, "Yo, gee, what the fuck is going on?" Like all I hear is cars beeping. Like, you know, I'm cutting people off in order to take rights from the left lane. <laughs> Fucking Gage Gully woke up out of a half sleep. He's like, yo, gee, man, you hitting them with so many rights, they begging for a left. <laughs> 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 I mean, basically what happened was I got taken out of the car by, I forget who it was. They, they, 
they jammed it in park at a stoplight, uh, ripped me out of the driver's seat. I, was, I turned into Cooley Wright robot. I couldn't stop. And we had to, they had to take me to the hotel at that point. There was no fucking Google Maps. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just me. Oh, dude, I was cutting people off right by Medina Green Project. I thought we were going to get killed. It was, it was just nuts. But I was Cooley Wright robot at that point. The most favorite being the top. Name your top three drugs. Well, my favorite drug to ever do was, I mean, ecstasy because I liked it because it didn't get me all too speeded out like Coke. Um, You know, I have to put marijuana in there. I got to put THC in there because that was always the staple. That was always the, uh, you know, the the bread and butter, you know. But if you want to go with like, like exotic, uh, DMT was pretty fucking crazy. Um, mm. I did used to like to take acid, but, uh, after a while, I mean, you know, ap- really after the, uh, after the Tampa dead show incident, <laughs> which, I, which I don't know about either. <laughs> oh, you don't know about that? Nah. Uh, okay. 1995 spring tour. Tampa, the last show that Jerry ever did before he died in the summertime, I believe. Yeah. I think it was the shit. last spring to- spring tour show. I'm in fucking college. This is right before I met Wub. Uh, this is like this is in the spring tour, and I met Wub in the the Christmas of '96, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is like a, oh, a year before I met Wub. So I'm um, <laughs> at this point. I mean, I'm down in college, but I ain't going to college, right? Uh, me and my boy Tucker Bodine couple other guys, I think it was Brett Kittle, a couple other guys were basically following the dead, like, wherever they played. So um, this was, like, the real dead, not, not fucking, you know, Phil and mm-hmm. friends, whatever they're doing right now. So we're – this is the last – we didn't know it was the last spring tour show, but we're, I'm on fucking spring tour with the Grateful Dead while I'm supposed to be in college. I'm, I'm, we're at the Pyramid in Memphis. I'm at fucking – I went to Orlando where they sprayed – they tear gassed all the hippies. I was at all these spots, right? Tampa was the last show. It was the old Sombrero where the Tampa Bay Bucks used to play. Okay. The show was on uh, Friday night. Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't know, though. I mean, it's in history. You can look it up. I'm not here to get fact-checked, bro. I'm just fucking trying to remember the way I fucking remember it. So, uh, so we show up at this fucking thing. And I remember we had our cards. Rollins College had our cards, meaning it was your card to get shit at the store, right? So – I uh, showed up at, at this place and I'm like, yo, I'm going to buy a big ass box of chocolates because I heard that, you know, hippies uh, in the dead show parking lots, like they like chocolate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you could, you could trade chocolate bars for shit, for like weed and shit. So I charged like two big boxes of Hershey's fucking milk chocolate bars with almonds and everything else. And I had them in my backpack, you know, little did I know the fucking idiot that I am. I'm in Tampa, half of them fucking melted. Like, you know, I'm, I had them in my backpack. It was an absolute shit show mess. So um, we show up at the show and, you know, the parking lot scene is fucking crazy. This was 1995 spring tour dead parking lot scene. You can imagine. It was nuts. Like Woodstock. Um, oh, dude, just, you know, balloon, nitrous balloons everywhere, which is another great one, uh, nitrous. But um, nitrous balloons everywhere, bro. I mean, we're all burning. Everybody's like a big community. Everybody's helping each other out. Everybody's like, you know, everybody's in love, you know. We're, 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 I'm fucking walking down the, the, the pathway. There's this dude. He's in suspenders. Nothing but overall. That's it. Bare feet, no shirt, probably no underwear. 
overalls on, hair crazy, <laughs> clearly <Eyes> looking like <laughs> clearly not a minority. As oh you, no, no, no! As no, soon no, as you no, say no, barefoot, no. I'm like that person's not black. <laughs> Good point. Uh, you know, eyes looking like Frosty the Snowman's with the two black buttons. You know what I mean? This dude was fucking blown out. So, so he's like, hey. You guys want some liquid, or you guys want some L? And we were like, "Yeah, all right." So we fucking—he's sitting on the ground. We all go over, and his instruction was, "Okay, lay down with your head on my lap, and I'll—he had an eyedropper of liquid, um, of liquid L, liquid acid, LSD." So he's, you know, me and my boys—he's dropping them into our eyes, right? Doink. Next guy fucking lays down in his lap. Doink. I. Last thing I see is I lay in his lap. I see this crazy motherfucker upside down over me. And I feel like a... Like he hit me with like a fucking triple drip. You know what I mean? I couldn't believe it. I, I, and, I, and I go to him I immediately because his face was like... <gasps> and I go, bro, what happened? What happened? He's like, yo, this guy's good. You know, like he's saying to like my friends and shit. He was like, keep an eye on him. And I'm like, why, bro? What happened? He's like... Don't worry about it, man. You just got a little bit extra, right? And back then, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I had already taken two pieces of paper. So I was like, already there. You know oh, I mean? you mean that day you already had two tabs? Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. Like, on my way there, I, I started eating paper. And, I mean, like, we showed up, and I was so spun out already that I agreed to this shit. So he hit me with, like, a, trip, a triple drop at the least of the most powerful, cleanest, fucking LSD, liquid LSD you ever fucking had in your life, dude. Oh, my God. I start walking up to the show now, right? Like, I don't even have a fucking ticket at this point. I'm trying to get miracled, right? So I start walking up to the show down this pathway. Now, if you've ever tripped before, then you understand this feeling. My, my mouth started watering. My hands mm. started getting all clammy and cold. I started getting chills up and down, like hot and cold. I'm like, oh, my God, my body is getting ready to trip real fucking hard. So what do I do? In my head, because I was already tripping really hard, in my head I figured, okay, pot. You know, like weed calms everything down. Oh, you, know, like, no. you know, weed's the shit that you should take when you want to come down from speedy stuff like hell. So I go over to fucking I – had, I had $50 to my name. It was a $50 bill. So I uh, – because I was going to buy a ticket. That's what I wanted to do. I walked over to the dude. He had a little fucking cart or stand or whatever, and he was selling ganja ball, right? I walk over to him, and <laughs> I give him 50 bucks, and I was like, bro, I'll take the whole tray. And he was like, they're a dollar a piece. You know, I was like, I'll take the whole fucking tray. So I don't know how many I ate because my boys were eating them too, but I definitely ate half of them. You know what I mean? 25 probably to 30 ganja balls. They were all look like those, uh, you know, Stouffer's chocolates, fucking nougat chocolate yep. balls and they were fucking serious i took one bite of it. it it tasted like you were just biting teeth and so i ate dude i ate all of them okay oh my so God. now i'm walking up to the show dude and and i'm just gone right there's a point in tripping where you're still scared because you're trying to hang on to reality yes and then there becomes a, a, a you you reach this level it's almost like a breakthrough of, of the of the of the barrier where you're just not scared anymore. You're just out of control. Like you don't, you're not even in control of your, you'd have no idea what's going on. So right around when I, I walk, all right. So I, I, I skipped the whole part. We got miracle, right? There was these like cute fucking girls or something. Something happened to where their friend was throwing up. 
uh, you know, if you guys want to go into the show here, here's two tickets. So I got in with one of my boys. The other ones had tickets, right? And, you know, I'm a mess. Somebody else took the ticket for him. We were, and we're in the nosebleeds. We're walking all the way up to the fucking top level of the old sombrero. So this fucking show starts, dude. And I'm like bugging, you know what I mean? And not in a bad way, but in a way of like tripping so hard and seeing so many visuals. I don't even know what's really going on. I hear music, um, you know, um, I'm looking down at the field, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I see a bunch of hippies dancing. And if you know the way they dance, they shake their head like back and forth, like they're saying no, like a little yes, kid saying yes, no. Yes. And, and they're, they're pumping their hands up and down, you know, with their, with their, with their hands bent, you know, like, you know, like flimsy wristed and they're just, you know, saying no, 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 no. It's like, that's literally it the like same dance from like yeah. the 60s, bro. Same it's the same yeah. one, 40 same shit. Yeah, it's like, you know, I'm white, I have no rhythm. I'm trying <laughs> to shake my body to this music that has no really rhythm or soul either because I think they suck. I think the dead sucks. But, um, you know, I, I, that's another conversation altogether. And I'm sorry if I offended you, but if I did, nah, you're not really care. my I'm... friend. So, <laughs> so, so, you know, I then started hallucinating when they were swinging their arms back and forth. I thought they were throwing mud at each other. So I looked at my boy. I was like, yo, they're having a mud fight, bro. They're having a mud fight. My dad, and my dad, he definitely wasn't there. And my, and my bro is like, uh, yeah, okay, G. Like, uh, yeah, definitely having a mud fight. So then I start tripping so hard, my tongue is hanging out of my mouth, right? And I'm just like, you know, and, and I'm bugging so hard that it turned into a beehive. And it was just all bees gathering around a hive. And I was completely hallucinating it. And, um, you know, it was during uh, drums in space at that point, And I was like, freaked right so i was like oh man you know i had to like gather myself together but at that time is when i started farting now if you remember if you know when you eat ganja balls or thc or mushrooms dude the farts are awful <laughs> and they and, and, and they and they come like in bunches and like i said i ate 30 fucking ganja balls at the least dude i mean <laughs> you're probably supposed to eat three you know what i mean I, dude, these farts were rancid, bro. Rancid, right? So, so I farted like a handful of times, and it was funny because people would be looking around and 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 like, you know what? Most people didn't notice because they were tripping so hard and were inside the concert. But I just had to lay that foundation for the rest of the story. So now we're walking out of the sombrero. Uh, my boy Chicaroni is fucking in front of me. Uh, some dude throws up on some kid's back. I don't know if it was Chica or not. If you listen to this, they'll correct me. But somebody got, I remember somebody got thrown up on right next to me. It was just such a shit show. We're walking outside and now we're gathering back with all of our friends from college. We're sitting around in a huge circle in the parking lot. And I'm sitting in this circle and I'm sitting Indian style. So as you can picture, my knees are kind of outwards. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And so like my asshole is primed for, you know, it's, it's, you know what I mean? I'm in like that fucking birth stirrup pose where I'm about to fucking fart. So I was holding it in. Wait, why are you, sit why are you sitting down? I'm sitting down because we're in the parking lot scene after the show now. Oh, I and gotcha. we, all, we all, we all gathered, right? We all gathered like together. We, that was our rally point. We had like 20 people from my college. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're sitting around in this tight little circle, you know, knee to knee type deal. And dude, I fart one of the most awful things you ever, 
and you and, and you didn't hear it. That's how you know it was bad. This is back before I used to make like trumpet parts. Um, <laughs> this was a silent but deadly. It was like a, you know. And let me tell you, bro, this shit was so bad that the fucking chick next to me got up and checked her tivas for dog shit. You know what I mean? Like people were checking their shoes for dog shit. I got up because now I'm paranoid as fuck. I got up and like looked at people and I checked my shoes <laughs> for dog shit too, even though I knew I farted. You know what I mean? Um, so like just to like, you know, not get, not be suspicious. I checked my shoes for dog shit. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't step in any. And in my head, I thought that they all knew that I, because at that point I thought I shit my pants. Uh, I thought I had, cause I, cause I was sweaty as hell. And so like, I, you know, I secretly stuck my finger. We, we call them on field reviews. Uh, <laughs> when I think I, when I think I shot my pants, I'll actually stick my finger down the back of my pants or I'll pretend like I'm grabbing my balls and try to stick it underneath from the front. <laughs> and I do an on field review, you know, like Charlie used to tell me like, Hey, did you have to go to New York for that one? Or, you know, like, you know, they go to New York and they, they get the replay. So I do a fucking on field review and I couldn't tell because, you know, You're it, so it was like so sweaty, dude. So I'm thinking it was a wet shit and it smelled so bad that it had to be a shit. So now People, by the way, we're just all tripping. So like, they're just looking at me laughing because I'm looking around like a little bit like wide-eyed and like crazy. And they were just laughing. But in my head, they're all laughing at me like I'm fucking Carrie. You know what I mean? Right. Like fucking Sissy Spacek. <laughs> so I start – my boys tell me this. I don't really remember this one. But I just start backing up step by step, just backing up and looking at everybody as if they were going to attack me. And they're like, gee, what's, what's wrong with you, bro? And I was like, nothing, man. Nothing. Nothing, dude. And I just booked. I fucking just ran as fast as I could through the whole parking lot down to like, it must have been a half a mile. I, I mean, that's how big these things were. I booked to the other end of the whole fucking parking lot, dude. Just bounced. Ran on everybody. Left all my friends. No money. No nothing, dude. I didn't care. I had to check if I, if I shit my pants. And I thought everybody turned on me, bro. I thought they all were making fun of me. You know what I mean? I was so paranoid. I was like, I'm, I'm out of here. So, so, uh, all right, so I'm in the other end of the parking lot. I remember I got I got I got naked. Well, no, no, I didn't get naked. I just took my pants off. I had my shirt on. So I got um, no no sneakers. Um, I, I might have been wearing sandals. I don't know at this point. Um, but I had shorts and underwear on. I took those off. I remember I was holding my underwear up to the moonlight, and I was smelling it on my face as well. And I remember I, I remember I had like the I just said to myself, I was so relieved. I was like, no shit. I was like, there's no shit. I did not shit my pants. Like, this and, is awesome. And that's where the and term like, no shit was born. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no shit, you know? And as soon as I was smelling my pants in the moonlight, I had like a tie-dye shirt on and uh, no, no, nothing on the bottom. And I, I think I either ran out of my sandals or I just don't know where they were. And so I'm bottomless. And I'm smelling my underwear in, in the uh, in the moonlight, and this fucking van pulls up. Was like, dude, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm, and meanwhile, I'm paranoid again. Like, wait. And I was like, yeah. And and they were like, do you need a ride? And I looked around, and I was like, yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah. Because I'm thinking to myself, fuck them, bro. Fuck my friends, man. I'm, I'm out now. You know? Yeah. So I hopped in there. I and I dropped my boxers. And I hopped in uh, their car, 
And, um, you know, I'm, I sit in the back. It's one of these fucking vans. And uh, it was like two couples. And um, one of the couples was driving. The other couple was sitting in the second row. I just went back and sat in the uh, third row. And dude handed me a bong. And I hit the bong. And I gave it back to him. And he was like, bro, do you want to put on some pants? I realized that I was naked from the from the waist down this whole time. And I was like, oh, I looked down and I saw my dick. And I'm like, oh, shit. I was like, I don't got any pants, bro. And he was like, that's okay, man. We got a, there's like a, we got board shorts in the back. The boy dug for his board shorts. Gave me a pair of board shorts. Now we're gone. We drive to the Ocala National Forest, which is like, I don't know how far away it was from the Tampa show. I'm saying 45 minutes at least. And now I'm with the rainbow uh, gathering people. I'm wow. in the middle of the fucking woods, tripping face, hanging out with my new family now, whom I, you know, I, I trust and I love. And, you know, these guys understand me. And, you know, that, this whole deal. So, dude, that whole night, I didn't sleep, obviously. Um, I kind of, like, got shunned by them, my original people, because I thought it was really funny to try to – there was a big bonfire, and everybody was standing around doing drum circle shit. And I thought it was really funny to throw things into the fire, oh my God. especially like their milk that they had gone into town and bought. And I like snuck up and grabbed it and tossed it in the fire. It would be like a thing like I'd grab it in the back. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, no! <laughs> and it'd be like, somebody get him away from our shit. And I'd be like, <laughs> you know, wasn't that great? It exploded, you know? And they're like, dude, stop, you know? So then I'd fucking, I'd like, I'd like, I'd be like, all right, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool. And then I just like, grab some chick's bracelet and I'd be like, la, 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 la. and I threw it in the fucking fire, you know? <laughs> you didn't want that. It was almost like a, a big deal, like right after, and I was trying to talk them into the fact that, dude, you didn't, you didn't need that. It was cool. Give it to the fire. Sacrifice it, you know? So I then turned into a game where I was running into the darkness and then running back and grabbing something out of your hand or from you and throw it into the fire. And then I'd run again, and I was really fast. So I did that for a, for a short time, and I did it to strangers as well. They were gonna about to fucking kill me. So they're like, "Get the fuck away from us! I can't believe we saved you, you fucking asshole!" I never saw those people ever again. Wow. So I ran, I ran out of that situation to like, I guess a more like uh, obscure camp of the of the rainbow <laughs> gathering, whatever. Uh, rain, yeah. And and I met up with this dude. Um, you know, he had, and this was all right. So you have to understand, this is now well into the next day. Uh, the next night. Now, um, I'm sorry, well into the next day, I believe. I spent all night. And then, so that was a Saturday show, I believe. And this was well into Sunday now, uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, then all I know is I'm laying on a blanket. And at this point now, they like, you know, visitors were coming to the camps to buy stuff from the Rainbow Gathering. People would go to these things. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, like a, it's like a gathering yeah, on yeah. Sunday. They were camping out for the dead show. So I'm on, the, I'm on a blanket. Um, I got the board shorts I got from the kid. I got no shirt on at this point. I don't know what happened to it. I think I threw it in the fire. And, um, <laughs> uh, and there's a dude next to me, and it just says Hector written in black marker on his shirt. And he keeps handing me a joint. And I, like, when I came to, I was like, all right, thanks, Hector. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. And he's like, bro, it's not my name. It's my religion, like, for the last time, man. And I was oh. like, all right, Hector. I said, thanks, bro. Thanks, Hector. <laughs> And I would just smoke his joint, you know? And um, 
dude, my, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, my boys, like, walked up. And they were like, oh, we've, we've been looking for you all night. Like, they weren't even there to find me. They were just going to go to the rainbow thing themselves. They just thought I was – like, you don't, you didn't look for people back then. You didn't call the cops. Like, yeah. you was college. Yeah, people would disappear course. and then show up back at school. Yeah. So they just no thought I was going to be back no at school. Nah. Yep. They thought I was going to be back in school, bro. So, I mean, they show up and see me laying on a blanket next to some dude with Hector written on his fucking shirt, and I'm smoking joints. It was the craziest shit ever because the last time they saw me, I fucking backed up and ran, you know what I mean? And I was gone. So, I mean, that's how I got saved. I would have been with the rain. I would probably still be with the Rainbow Gathering people right now. <laughs> and I got saved by them, and they fucking took me in and, like, brought me back to college. And, like, I had, you know, everything wow. fucking was fine after that. But, yeah, that happened. Tampa dead story. I love it. Poison control. Okay, so uh, it's no secret I suffer from anxiety. Uh, I suffer like I'm a victim. I don't give a fuck. I fucking die every three days. <laughs> I have heart, I have heart attacks on my couch. Um, I put th- people through it. It's awful. Anyways, anyways, I'm home alone. This is like uh, yeah, um, two thousand. 10 mm-hmm. something like that i just moved back from doing music um i was a wreck i, I was in my apartment by myself uh it was like 4 a.m i used to stay up all night because i couldn't change my sleeping patterns after i would stay up and do music all night um i wasn't doing cocaine anymore or anything like that but like i just could not you know i'd done that for so long that i could not fucking get to bed you know what i mean i would sleep during the days and i'd be up all night so i'm up um and like, I don't know what it was. I think I had like indigestion or something. Um, and I felt like a little panicky. So I felt like I was about to have a panic attack. So I uh, then ate a shitload of Tums because I figured if I eat a bunch of Tums, that'll help my digestion and maybe I won't, my indigestion, and maybe I won't have a panic attack. Well, apparently, if you eat like a half a fucking bottle of Tums, it's going to fucking activate your stomach acid and make you like fucking. It's going to get worse. You know what I mean? Like, it's going it's to be horrible. And this is also back when I didn't even know I was lactose intolerant. So I was getting, like, constipated. So, I mean, I would eat a bunch of – I ate. I mean, I ate these Tums. I couldn't fucking fart or shit, you know. And, I'm like, all of this air is building up inside of me. That, like, this is what it's feeling like to me. And I'm panicking my ass off. I mean, my blood pressure is, like, through the roof. And I'm in this fucking full-blown panic attack. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the – with the theme of me getting naked is, but I'm naked um, uh, because, <laughs> because I took my, my clothes off because I, I thought I was getting really hot. You know what I mean? So I like got up out of bed. I took these Tums. I'm fucking walking a place around my apartment. I get naked and I go and sit on the toilet and I try to take a shit and I'm pushing hard. And I was like, dude, I, I think I'm going to die of a heart attack. So, so I call West Haven, uh, non-emergency, uh, I think it was the poison control number. Mm-hmm. So, cause I, I, I looked it up. I had a sidekick at that point and I did have, uh, internet access and, uh, I looked up, uh, you know, poison control. I either did that or I used like, you know, the fucking yellow pages or whatever the fuck it was. Yep. So I call up West Haven non-emergency poison control, you know, West Haven police department, how can I help you? And I'm like, um, yeah. Um, can you all can you OD on Tums? That was, the, <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I asked him. And the lady laughed. And I was like, 
She goes, all right, baby, how do you feel? And I was like, I feel like shit. No, she goes, where are you? I was like, I'm sitting on my toilet. She goes, how do you feel? I, I go, I feel like shit. And she laughed again. And then she, you know, not laughed hard, but just snickered a little bit. She's like, okay, okay. She's like, so, you know, what, give me some of your symptoms. What's going on with you? Why do you think, I was like, I think I'm having a heart attack. She goes, and, and she was like, you know, uh, okay, all right. So stay on the phone, you know, that type of deal. And she's like, you know, do you have anxiety? I don't know what the conversation went from there because my next recollection is I'm getting, I get nudged by something or something, someone or something. Um, and I wake up and I look and there's four cops in my bathroom and the guy's pushing me on the shoulder. I think he touched me with the nightstick first. Like, I think he touched me with something other than his hand, but I don't know. And like a split second, I thought, oh my God, I'm getting robbed right now. Like, I just thought like I was, I thought I was, so, so I fucking like, you know, really, really reacted. Like, oh, and then I realized it's a bunch of police officers. So I'm like, oh shit, you know, and I'm still sitting on the toilet though. I just was like, you know, and I looked down and my phone is broken because I had dropped it. I, I, I passed out and I dropped it on the ground oh and it, you know, it was broken, you know, um, <clears throat> and, and I, I look up at the guy and he's like, you know, you all right, man? You okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. And he was like, you know, why don't you, why don't you come out of the bathroom? Let's talk, you know? So mm -hmm. I remember I stood up and I looked at the toilet and there was a big shit in the toilet. <laughs> so I was actually happy about that because I mean, I was so constipated. I must've passed out and in my in conscious, unconsciousness, I must've took a huge <laughs> shit, which was awesome. So I remember I walked by the first cop and walked, you know, into the kitchen and started talking to the other cop. And he was just like, what happened? I was like, I don't remember. Um, you know, I, I, I must've passed out. My phone's broken, but you know, I'm good now. I'm good. He was like, all right. He was like, we need to check you out though. He's like, so do me a favor. You know, um, we're going to, we're going to, why don't you come outside with us? We're going to take all your vitals. Why don't you go sit in the ambulance? You know what I mean? Yep. Do you need a wheelchair? I said, no. So I walked past him and start walking outside. The cop at the front door fucking st stops me on my chest. He goes, you're going to put some clothes on? And I look down, I'm naked. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, sorry. Because every like with the way I just explained to you, that was all like five seconds. You know right. I mean? Like, right. I woke up, you okay? Yeah, we're going to check you out. Walk into the kitchen. The guy's like, you know listen, come outside into the ambulance. And I walked right by him. I mean, he was probably going to tell me to put on some clothes. And the other guy stopped me like, hey, bro, you going to put on some clothes? I was like, oh, yeah, fuck, you know? So I went, I put on like sweatpants, sweatshirt. And um, I, uh, I walked outside with them. And I sat in the ambulance. And I was like, listen, as long as you give me my Xanax, I'm good. It's in the house. Just let me take, you know, <laughs> let me take what I got to take. Because they were like, no, we're taking you with us. Like you passed out on the phone. You know, we got to see if there's anything else wrong. And I signed the whole thing, you know, refused treatment. Yeah. They made a deal with me. If I took a Xanax and if they would wait with me for 20 minutes and if I, if my heart rate had calmed down by then and blood pressure and all that, they would let me stay and sign the, uh, you know, the thing where I didn't want to get treatment. Mm -hmm. So that's what happened. They let me go inside. I grabbed my Xanax. Meanwhile, I got pot all over the fucking house. Like, it was yeah. just Holy cow. nuts. Yeah. So I fucking was able to, you know, get out of that one after I called the cops on myself. Of things that uh, I wrote down that I want to go back to very quickly. Do you have any vanilla gorilla 
Home Depot moments for yourself? Like, has there ever been a time where you've been vanilla gorilla angry? Oh, of course. I just didn't, you know, yeah, man. I mean, of course. I, I was dealing with anger my whole childhood. I, I was so frustrated with my sister. My sister used to, like, seriously try to kill me when I was a little kid. What? Um, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, with knives and two-by-fours and the whole deal. Um, <laughs> like Hacksaw Jim I remember Duggan. one time, yeah, 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 like one time I'm sitting there. I remember she had a fight with Vanilla Ice, hung up the fucking phone, like slammed it. And then the next thing I know, ooh, and then the next thing I, I just farted, I'm sorry. And the next thing I know, dude, I'm on the fucking kitchen floor with my cereal all over me. My mom had called the cops. I didn't know what happened. You know what I mean? Like, all I heard was the phone slam. Apparently, she, she slammed the phone down, picked up a fucking iron, and just smashed me in the back of the fucking head Holy with the iron. Holy shit. And, and I wasn't even involved in the argument, bro. Like, I, wasn't, I was just there. You know what I'm saying? And I, wow. you know, I had, like, a fucking massive concussion. And, you know, my, my, my mom called the fucking cops because it was just crazy. And I had cereal all over me. And I had to go to the fucking... Uh, uh, ER just to get checked out. I was throwing up in a fucking pan. Like, that type of shit would happen. You know what I mean? So, I had all this bent-up anger. I used to throw her in the ocean. I threw her in the ocean. I mean, we lived right on the water. I used to, I threw her in the ocean over a dozen times and I, because she would wild out and I would never hit a girl. So, I couldn't hit her. So, I would just pick her up and I would walk her outside like the Undertaker would walk somebody outside <laughs> and she'd be scratching and clawing and kicking and, cr and crazy. And I wouldn't care. It didn't matter. I would just walk her outside and I would throw her off the seawall into the ocean, turn around and walk back. She would have to fucking get out, freezing cold. Could have been snowing, bro. It didn't matter. <laughs> Especially if, if she tried to put her hands on my mother, something like that, that would be it. After wow. a while, when she knew she was going in the ocean after like the third, fourth time, she used to do something like slap my mother or do something crazy and then run out of the house. Oh. I'd, be like, I told, I'd be like, oh, oh you want to go swimming tonight? It's a little cold to go swimming, but we're going, you know? And I would wait for her to come home. One time I caught her. She ran out of the house, didn't come back for two hours. and It was midnight. It's 2 a.m. I'm sitting in the pitch black. <laughs> I'm sitting in the, pitch, in the pitch black in a chair behind the fucking wall. As soon as she walks in, I wait for her to get right in front of me. And I fucking grab her. She screamed. And I was like, now nah, we're going swimming. And that's it. We're in the fucking ocean. <laughs> and that was it. But, uh, yeah, I had a lot of anger bent up. So, yeah, man, of course. I mean, he just, he was more of a guy who would flip on a dime and want to fucking kill everybody. I had a long, 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 long fuse. But when it went, I was, you know, I, I, it was just like, you know, I'd have to figure out what happens to somebody else later. You know, Damn. like blackout type shit. Mm -hmm. But it was mostly yeah. her. She was the one who was like yeah. pushing yeah, she was the, the button. Catalyst. Wow. She was the one that made me, she's, I mean, my anxiety is, is from her, from, from being, you know, like that as a little kid and, mm -hmm. you know, um, all of that shit, bro. I, I mean, I don't want to blame her for everything, but, uh, you know, yeah. well, I mean, you know what, actually, I, I got to thank her because without her, I wouldn't be who I am. I would probably be some boring ass book nerd. <laughs> Fucking probably some attorney somewhere making a bunch of money and happy, you know, wife and kids. But, 
<laughs> she sent me on a fucking a little bit different of a path. I would like I'd, I'd like to think. Uh, well, the gorilla always says it's like the person that you're closest to. That that's the, yeah. the person. He said, "What did he say to me?" He said, "I'll call my sister right now and have her crying in 30 <laughs> seconds." <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can definitely know press the buttons. buttons too. The, the oh, buttons. I can press those. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. Let me think. Oh, booed off stage. You mentioned that. You said, "Yeah, man." When we, I, I was, I was starting to rap, and I'd been booed off stage yeah. before. Oh yeah. Where Dude, was that? I used to. Um, I used to. All right. So I, when I first started rapping, out like trying to rap out places. I was like seventeen. I went to this place called Blessings in New Haven, and I got on the mic, and I'd written some little bullshit, and I rapped it, and it was in New Haven. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, not that New Haven didn't have like great rappers. New Haven has. You know, every every town's got great rappers. New Haven had some happening shit. Um, you know, Steezo was from New Haven. Like, all these dudes back in those, those days, early 90s, they were dope. But, I mean, to me, like, I think I was more of a commodity. I was this little white boy. And, uh, you know, I'd get up and spit a little clever little rap. And I would get a lot more, you know, attention from it just because I was fucking white. I mean, right. let's face it. So um, then I used to sneak into the city. Um, I used to sneak on the train. And going to, you know, I forget, it was near Reekin Cafe and Pyramids and places oh, wow. like that. Pyramids. So, Holy yeah. Shit. So I remember one time I fucking got up there and tried to rap in this, you know, battle type format and just got booed off the fucking stage, you know, on some fucking, you know. Showtime at the <laughs> Apollo some, shit. Yeah. Yeah, on some four mile shit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> half ass eight mile. <laughs> but uh yeah, I just basically was like, get the fuck out of here, kid. And but I mean that that hardened me and and made me just practice and practice and I would rap to myself and you know, the whole deal. And then when I got to college is when like I got up with Charlie and I really didn't know how to freestyle at all. I would always like I would always write raps and recite those. Yep. And Charlie's the one that taught me how to freestyle. You know, like, you know, I, I was freestyling, but I mean, I, I, I was doing it in such a, like, fucking unorganized manner. And Charlie, just by practicing with him so much, it made me into a, a really good freestyle. And then we would play off each other. And so, you know, without those experiences in my life and failing so much at it, I would have never practiced as hard as I did and got as good as I, you know, eventually did. Well, you were the and, one. I mean, who... And even, even to me, I was never any good. But I mean, you're your own worst critic, you know. Yeah, no doubt. Well, to, you had mentioned to me at one point that uh, um, freestyling is like 70% prepared words and like 30% yeah. off the cuff. A lot of rappers do that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of rappers, and it's not even prepared words like for that one freestyle. It's just that you've been writing so long and you've been writing so much that these same bridge words kind of come into play. Uh, okay. um, and the same, like, you know, I mean, I could tell when rappers are doing it completely off the top, and I haven't heard that in a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you just basically – if you write a lot and you practice a lot, you're going to kind of have the same type of style when you freestyle. The only guy I've ever heard, and I've heard a lot of people that are really, really, really good, so I'm not taking anything away from anybody else. But, like, uh, you know, Black Thought, in my yeah. opinion, is just the, the, the best rapper all around, you know, with freestyling and written and all of that. And so I would try to pattern myself after him, which, you know, obviously not even close, but that was like one of my idols that I would try to rap like, you know? So, mm -hmm. you know, you just practice and you practice and you practice. So yes, it is a lot of pre-prepared shit because not because I'm sitting there saying, oh, I'm going to say this word next because you really don't know where you're going. It's, 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 you know, 
you're just kind of going into these different zones and then you find that oh okay this could this could rhyme with that or i can bring this in now um so but off, you know, the, it's off just, the top though that's so crazy to me yeah you're like oh totally. this will work but you're thinking about something that's gonna happen in like 10 seconds yeah exactly so you got to get there you know what i mean wow. uh and you got to get there without using ahs and ums and like you right. know you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying like you know you mm-hmm. got to make you got to make things make sense i mean you know i thought of myself i think of charlie uh you know for people people don't know it's charlie chan i think of him as the best freestyler that i've ever met in my crew and in person i mean there was other freestyles that were professional that mm-hmm. were you know rappers at the point of getting paid i'm talking about in the underground scene where we're all just doing it and trying to make it, Charlie was amazing. So I would try to, I figured the more I rapped with him, the better I would get. Right. And, um, you know, Hey, I felt like I got to a point where I was, I was comfortable doing it anywhere, any place. And I would, right. I would do it, you know, live on the radio as well as live on, uh, shows, um, wow. after that. So, wow. yeah. So, so was there, cause you, you have always said, you know, I, I, I never thought I was good. I, I sucked. I sucked. Was there ever a moment when you're, you were like, maybe after a show, you were like, you know what? That was pretty fucking good right there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I've never, it wasn't every single time that I felt, you feel like an imposter, um, only because if you don't feel that way, then you're never going to get better. Right. And so I felt like I, sh- and, and also I felt like I just never was of the caliber of my idols, but, mm-hmm. oh, de- oh, definitely. I mean, and when you do it enough as we did it, I mean, we fucking rehearsed our asses off. And when you do a show and, you know, one, one instance where I thought I was on top of my game was, um, with, well, I was with Reverend Shines, big shout to Reverend Shines, by the way, fucking one of the coolest dudes you've ever met in your life, DJ from Portland. Um, helped me out a lot in the game and showed me a lot of shit as well. Uh, one of the best DJs that ever walked the earth. Uh, Reverend Shine brought me on K-Boo, K-B-O-O, Portland. And I remember we went up there, me and Charlie went up there for a phoner. It wasn't a phoner, I'm sorry, for a, uh, you know interview uh, because we were doing interviews on all college stations. And I had done a bunch of interviews at that point, so I realized, you know, we're going to rap, you know. Mm-hmm. and they dropped the beat and i went for i don't know how long but i remember afterwards i was getting phone calls from everybody and i was getting you know texts and i was getting like you know yo and i remember i, I was trying to get that tape i never got that fucking tape from shines shines if you end up listening to this which you probably won't please just get that cable tape from uh i think it was probably 2007 Wow. And that shit was fucking off the meat rack. I mean, I definitely sounded great. I was on top of my game. I mean, that's probably the best that I would, that I'll sound, you know, that I would have sounded at that point. Dope. So, Dope. yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Final shout outs. Any final shout outs for anybody? Uh, you know what? I'm not going to do any final shout outs because we're doing this again. And I got mad more stories, but I will just tell you one thing. What's the difference between Wooba's mother and a washing machine. I have no clue. <laughs> well, after I dump a load in the washing machine, it doesn't fucking follow me around. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> thank you very much, G. 